always forget to yeah. do that. Very important. And we the podcast has started, so let's just keep going. I don't even know where I'm going to start it from, but we'll keep going. Um, the So the years of progress they've made, writing the code, figuring out how the neural net should work and stuff. It, it does, so there's no hardware limitation to run this stuff. It's all software is what it sounds like, right? Like hardware is not really a problem. It's all software Yeah. under any scenario, really. Yep. That's insane. So then, so then, what's the breakthrough? Just better, better language models. That's it. Yeah, just better, better architecture of the neural net, um, and then yeah, better, better training, better data. Like, that's a huge part of it. Is just continuing to clean up because that's really the I think one of the biggest parts from what I understand about training these neural nets is that like they're kind of playing around at the architecture level and there's a variety of different approaches that they can take in the way that it's made, which is kind of all collapsing. Like they had, you know, there were RNNs, which are recursive neural nets, and then um, CNNs, which are the convolutional neural nets, and then long short uh, LSTMs, long short something. But anyway, there's like a whole bunch of different approaches to constructing the neural net mm -hmm. that a lot of them like they would have a domain that they worked into like image you would use one set of techniques and video you would do something else and then for natural language you would do something else and then what they i think basically google made the breakthrough that transformers these gpts um, general purpose transformers are so good that they can do all of the things that all the other architectures could do before them, as well as those architectures were better okay. with less space. And so now like every, all the different fields of machine learning yeah. are collapsing down and now they're all using GPTs, which means they're all cranking on how to do GPTs better. So instead of having, you know, if you had like the entire um, academic field of machine learning split into at least 10 different like silos mm. of application and strategy and um, architecture and you know they would each make progress but that wouldn't necessarily translate to people in other silos now like everybody is working on the exact same architecture and it's working for everybody and so when someone comes up with a breakthrough in one area it's easily scaled across all the other domains and um, so that's been like now you've just 10x your mind share of really smart people that wow. are working on the problem and that's why it's just all of a sudden exploded wow <clears throat> and um, so that's like a lot of the GPT stuff is what has started to... Tesla knew that, and that's, you know, version 11 was trying to get more and more of the code over to using these GPT neural nets. So they were ahead of the game, kind of, like... And that's why... Is that why you think they were so confident that Vision would work, is because of that? Or is it two separate... Is it two separate sort of things? Um, I... Th my sense on that is just that that's Elon's core conviction based on like 
physics and evolution. Like humans if, have if two human, eyes. Yeah, if yeah, humans okay. can do it with two eyes, like you have to, you can't solve. Well, especially once he realized that you do have to solve a type of general intelligence. Like you are an object interacting with other objects. Like it's not just uh, trigonometry problem. Right. Uh, there's a lot of behavior and more like you're, yeah, there's intelligent agents and you're interacting with intelligent agents and that's changing dynamically the landscape that you're facing. Yeah. Um, so you really end up having to solve a lot bigger portion mm. of the general intelligence AI problem than he originally thought. Yeah. Um, and so if you have to do that anyways, like you're, you're going to solve the vision problem on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How do you, how do you think the car's doing so far? It hasn't made me nervous at all. Good. I had, I had Alexandra in the car before mm. when I picked her up from the airport earlier today and she had the same sort of comment. She's like, I wasn't even realizing you weren't driving. You know, it, it's funny because we're talking about this, right? Like we're talking about this yeah. and then while well, this fucking thing's driving us around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so, it's so weird. It's like so meta. It's yeah. such a meta discussion, you know? Yeah, I, I would be like, I, I really think, I really think the cruises and the Waymos in the war, of the world, the, the more I think about their solution and my experience with this car, I just really have a hard... And I'm not saying that their solutions are bad. Like, I think what they've done is a technological marvel. Like, my God, like, I'm, who am I to say that that's not impressive? They've made this, oh, yeah. this car drive around without a driver in a city. But, like, the scalability of, those, of that solution is so limited. Did, it's so limited, you know? Did you see James Dalma's interview with uh, Herbert that dropped yesterday or not today. yet no um it was good one of the points that james made shout was, out herbert herbert is awesome um in fact we're gonna see you in just a few minutes <laughs> what about the interview james was saying that the robo taxi is such a big field he's like basically you're just getting started on robo taxi when you have 10 million vehicles in and that having hardware-capable robo-taxis is the limiting factor, more so than even the software development. And so even if they're on the wrong software trajectory right now, if Tesla solves it, like they actually kind of have time to copy the Tesla software approach and shoehorn it into a different vehicle form factor and potentially have runway to have a viable business now it's not going to be as good of a business as tesla's business and the you know the fact that their vehicles are so much more expensive to produce makes it a much more difficult mm. scaling problem mm. but that doesn't necessarily mean like it doesn't mean that their business model is dead or completely um non-viable at this point in time which that was an interesting so he's saying that so a company could just take the code and just force it into a into a vehicle he basically. didn't make that um, he didn't make that point specifically but my based on what I'm this my your takeaway from what he was saying okay. yeah is that if you know Facebook can create a large language model 
um, I think that one was Llama, and then someone else can open source it and create like an alpaca version in a matter of months. I and see. And then from there, a couple of weeks for somebody to take that model and quantize it and fit it onto a computer so that it can, like, you can run a ChatGPT 3.0 style chatbot on your laptop, completely disconnected from the internet. It is like almost a distillation of the totality of human knowledge mm -hmm. on the internet in the year 2017 or 18. It's crazy. Like, if that's possible, then some, the software community, somebody in the software community, whether it's open source, whether it's closed source, like somebody's going to be able to follow on Tesla's development and produce a, like, it's all about the conceptual breakthrough, you know, it's that zero to one thing that's hard. One to N is not nearly as difficult, but you still have to have vehicles that have the hardware capability necessary to be able to sense the world, run the code. Right. Um, and so that's where things like the uh, comma AI idea are interesting. And like, I don't know if that's potentially George's that he, he understands that basically he's just got to let Tesla solve the problem and, he can and then it he'll hack a copycat solution uh, and then if they if they figured out how to take that and package it into uh, essentially a mobile device that they can sell that uh, you know they can have a scaled down version of, or like a, a dumbed down version of FSD that people who drive any car could spend a couple thousand dollars, get the device, and then pay the subscription fee to have some sort of a, an FSD functionality. Um, we'll see. see. But that's why I think, going back to Elon's saying that long-term, our advantage is going to be manufacturing. That that becomes more yeah. important when, like, if you can get more extremely capable from a hardware standpoint and extremely efficient EV vehicles on the road, yeah. you can dominate a robo-taxi network yeah. based on having... Scale, just the scale, scale to make the cars. Of, yeah. yeah, making the cars that can drive at the highest level. That, you know, he doesn't... I don't think that Elon trusts... That's why he says modes suck. Like, the pace of innovation is the only thing that matters is that he expects someone to have maybe not the same level of FSD software that Tesla has, but something in the marketplace that gives consumers options. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, so so really what it comes down to is once once Tesla solves FSD, once they truly have it like finito, like just perfection. The, the time it's going to take between them having that solution to everyone having that solution that wants the solution, it's probably going to be single-digit years at maximum, right? It's going to be like... I would think so. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah definitely under a decade. Yeah. Um, it, so so then, yeah, so that, so that whoever can make the solution 
that would best um, take that software that everyone's going to have access to, but really make it so that it's a really cool application of that software or something that people really want is going to be the, 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 the one that's going to win the most in the marketplace. And so in, in the case of transportation, you, you have to sort of navigate around a regulatory body to make sure that the things you're building are safe, right? But then you also have, um, you ha also have to create a use case that people want, right? And so like, so you, here you're talking through that, like why wouldn't, why wouldn't Tesla just go down the air, down the path of the airline model? Like this is something I've been thinking about a lot. Is like, I, I think, yeah, you're probably spot on. That something just in the build the shells, you know? Yeah. The, that there will be a vehicle, you know, a hardware box that has all the components that you'll need, and then, you know, whatever you want to do inside that box is whatever you want to do inside that box. You want to have a mobile barber, you can have That's what I'm saying, right? a mobile massage parlor, yeah. you could do, yeah, like, just transportation, a mobile office, like, I can pick you up and take you to the airport, Yeah. and here's your, you know... It's equipped with Starlink and everything. You've got high-speed internet exactly. access. You can just sit there and do your thing. Like, yeah. I'm half wondering if the van is that. I'm wondering if the van, like, you know, like that van form factor they show. I wonder if that's really, if that's really RoboTaxi. If that's really, like... Well, I think it's definitely part of... I think that all of the vehicles will be able to be used, like... Just think yeah. about the variety. Like every form factor vehicle exists for a reason, and someone is going to be willing to rent out that vehicle of that form factor because it fits uh, an application. Yeah, but like, but don't you think that van form factor is going to win win it all at some point? Because if if the, if the cost per mile of the of the of that transportation unit, like, is it really going to be that much different between a van and a two seater? It's probably not, right? It's just the the, the a little bit more electricity you're gonna use, but electricity is pennies on the dollars when it penny on the pennies on the dollar when it in respects or when you compare it to the actual human labor of driving. And so um, don't you think one form factor is just gonna win it all? Like the van's gonna be eighty percent of all prob you're probably correct. I think there will be some sort of margin like in areas where smaller vehicles yeah. make sense. Yeah, that's um, fair. Just like Europe. Yeah, you'll yeah. need, well, or even, you know, dense city traffic, things like that. You might want a little two-seater that's easier to zip around in traffic and stuff in. But if everything um, drives itself, why would a little two-seater matter? Well, if everything drives itself and everything yeah. can coordinate, then, yeah, that's a different... I just think long, long term. Uh, yeah. Like long, like 20 years, 30 years. I feel like tra if, if we're really going full self, like, like self-driving future and it becomes real... <sighs> It's just, it's hard for me to not always end up at the place it's 80% of the things on the road are vans. Are vans. Yeah. Or like a van yeah. style, and you yeah, can just... if you get long enough into the future, I think you're probably you know? correct. Because the value is the transportation. The value is not necessarily the vans. Vans, pickups, and trucks. Like, like Yeah, like hardcore utility, yeah. yeah. Like maximize for the utility, because the, the the cost of that transportation unit is going to be so cheap compared to where we are now. Like like truly like truly truly is going to be so cheap. It's literally going to be the cost of powering the thing over the course of 
its lifetime. 500,000 miles, yeah. a million miles, you know? And then it, it once we get to that uh, sustainable future, you know, fully renewable, sustainable future that Elon wants to get us to, with like, you know, where, where energy generation is gonna be pennies on the dollar, yeah. like it costs nothing to move around at that point. So the cost of materials of building a van versus building a compact car. Yeah, are so negligible. It's like, ultimate. exactly, over the course of a million miles. Yeah. So just max, like everything's gonna be like, and, and Sandy has talked about this too, right? Like Sandy Morrow has talked about, Tesla should just do this 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 box. You know, and that's yeah. really where the where, where the idea came from. It's like the way Sandy talked about that concept. Yeah, I'm like, the, when he was talking about the English taxi. Yeah, yep. I'm like, and I'm like, why don't you just take that up all the way? Like just yep. take it all the way and you know, if, if we're all going to be self-driving, it's just wild. It's the, the bigger thing for me is like I don't know how everybody doesn't land on that spot. You know, that's that's my own ignorance and me being like, maybe I'm I'm, I'm putting too much thought, like too much, uh, I'm well, too much worth in this one idea. You know, and they don't even have to be like aerodynamic hardly at all if we're also looking at having them zip around in. Hyperloop boring tunnels. Right. So you could literally just have a cubic box with like with like a bullet, like with like a little round front. You know what I'm saying? It just literally looks like a bullet. Yeah. A bullet on wheels. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a bullet on wheels, and it's just everything's gonna look dull. Maybe you can, well, you know, you can yeah. put some freaking spray paint Probably on it. Probably end up shit. looking like a, a Tesla semi on the front. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So. Yeah. yeah. What do you what do you think of this on the highway? It's doing great. Yeah, like handling all the. Just gotta the get on the right lane now. Come on, there we go. Sometimes it misses this uh, this exit because it's. Sorry, they made to interrupt. But yeah, it handles all the all the lane changes and all the traffic. I haven't felt uncomfortable at all. This is your first experience with FSD. Absolutely first. Okay. okay. Better than expected, worse than expected, as expected so far. It's, it's not the most challenging route either, but yeah, I would say as expected based on the all the FSD beta videos I've watched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean my my routes. And I'm a fairly aggressive driver myself, so it takes a lot to make me nervous. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean for me for me it's been this. It's it's been this experience day in and day out it's i keep talking about how i moved away from you know being a um a driver to just being like a supervisor but that's literally i consider my i, I no longer consider myself a driver anymore i'm like a supervisor i'm just letting the system do its thing and i just make sure that it's not being an absolute moron and sometimes it is the one thing i i, I gotta say the one thing that i the biggest change is that i knock on wood there hasn't been any um, interventions that have that were due to safety that I can remember. Maybe one, uh, not even one. Under this version, I can't think of one situation where I had to take over because it was safety related. All of them were like my my interventions are: oh, you're not going fast enough. Oh, you're not doing this. Oh, you're not doing that. Uh, and then my takeovers are like, wow, that was such a stupid thing you just did. Like, why are you in the left lane when you're supposed to be in the right lane, right? Like, I don't feel like going around again. So if there's one big props I want to give the Tesla team is like that, that to me has been the biggest change is that we've moved. We're kind of exiting the phase of taking over because I'm scared. 
yeah. into taking over because this thing's kind of stupid. And I feel like that's a, that's huge, a huge. Yeah. That's a. I feel like that's like that zero to one step almost, right? Because now, yeah. now you can have. Now I can trust the system. Yeah. And so now we're in this dangerous phase now. I would say that's like, I trust the system. And I, I try my absolute best every day to never be complacent. So I'm always paying attention. I'm never on my phone, even though I'm not driving. I'm just trying to make the driving experience more like, oh, just kind of take it in, you know? You're gonna be in the car for 40 minutes, just take it in, enjoy the time. And then during that time, my head always goes towards, man, what could I be doing in here? Yeah. You know, what could I, and, and that's like, it's, man, it's, it, it gets wild. It gets real weird real quick when you really start start viewing uh, transportation through that lens. Everything becomes a train. Everything becomes a plane. Everything becomes a that that sort of experience. And yeah, just very excited for the businesses that will pop up around that because I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of new industry that we never thought about before. That's going to sort of yeah. you know come up around that so yeah whether it's entertainment or yeah just so many different opportunities yeah dude what do you expect tomorrow at the shareholder meeting i have not put very much thought into it i'm kind of expecting it to be like the votes and really humdrum stuff but at the same time now that we don't have all the noise in the community about, hey, are they going to unveil this? Hey, are they going to unveil yeah. that? That's probably when they'll be... They'll come out with the shell-style robo-taxi. Yep. Be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Boom, here, here you go. We're an airline now, but for cars. So what do you think about the whole thing with Elon going on uh, on the uh, on CNBC the second the, the, uh, the meeting is done? Do you think there's something there? Um, there's obviously something there. The question is what I think it, there's no way that he's potentially stepping down as CEO and bringing other people in but like the chance is not zero so um, I'm very like I hope that that's not the news that we hear uh, we haven't heard Tesla specifically say no that's not what's happening mm-hmm. so obviously it leaves the door open to that as a as a slight possibility, mm-hmm. um, but more likely it's just going to be him talking about one of, or so there's really two viable options. It could be him expanding on something that was announced at the shareholder meeting that he wants to get the word out about, or he has been just going on the media tour and this may be an open spot of time, like he's already done. Mar, he's done yep. BBC, right? Yep, Clock, yeah, Tucker. Yeah, and, he did the and Miami so, conference. Yeah, it could just be the next thing in that and not necessarily have any significance tied to the shareholder meeting specifically, but I would say it seems like quite the coincidence. So, yeah. Yep. There is a, you see that tweet where uh, Elon sent an email to, employee, to all the leadership saying, um, I need to see everybody that y'all hire. Do you see that? Yeah, so he sent out an email to the team that said, uh, basically, I'm paraphrasing heavily, but I've seen these emails before at Tesla. It's, it's Elon basically saying, I don't know what you guys are doing hiring all these people, but y'all need to freaking 
stop and you need to send me all the approvals so we like I don't know what you guys are doing so it's kind of like a, hey I'm back bitches you know <laughs> I love it. I'm back bitches uh, and so I'm sure like the anxiety levels of the leadership group at Tesla are like fuck here we go nah, I'm gonna have to do this again uh, but but what's interesting there so I think Twitter getting a CEO uh, that announcement after shareholder day uh, is Elon up for re-election for the as chairman of the board? That was one of the items. Was that one of the items on the on the agenda? I can't remember. I it, voted on all the platforms. I can't remember that. I can't remember that. But um, I do wonder. I do wonder if there's something to be said about JB coming on the board, uh, and then I think I think maybe we'll get some guidance on maybe some sort of succession planning perhaps maybe they will say um like zach is going to be interim ceo until maybe like in three years time and then in three years time elon's gonna give him the reins and then elon's gonna shift over to full technology like just like cto role like actual techno king column without the ceo duties which is something that elon openly said he doesn't want to do right he doesn't want it like he hates the actual ceo role i don't know why the speed limit's so low um, and and then I wonder if the if the CNBC announcement is kind of like easing the fears of that. Yeah. It's like, hey, like this is what's going on. What what would be? I think Gary had said something to that effect that he expected them to talk about succession planning, yeah. but to emphasize that Elon was not stepping down as CEO, yeah. and so yeah, it could just be managing. Like Elon doing active FUD fighting and right, like maybe he's the FUD fighter. He's just gonna be like shit posting on Twitter. Just like, <laughs> it's like y'all wanted FUD fighting. Here I am. This is the best use of my time. There's a Rivian, by the way. Yeah. Um, they're sweet. I've been seeing them a lot more in Austin. I see them more than Maki's, shockingly enough. Um, and then. So then under that scenario, don't you think that's actually a good thing for the stock? Isn't that what like people like Warren Buffett want? They want stability, they want succession planning, they want no drama. Like wouldn't you think some that sort of announcement would actually be a positive for the story? Potentially. I don't like it doesn't factor in to the calculus for me because it's right. so small. Like the question is, are they gonna solve FSD? How's the bot coming? Where's Gen 3? And update me on Tesla Energy. Like, those are the... Big ticket items, yeah. The big ticket items. If you want to hold for 10 years, those are the items to keep your eye on. Um, Elon being, like, if he's CEO or if he's Techno King, like, and is basically just involved in technology... Either way, as long as he's not dead and he's involved in the company, I yeah. think they're going to make progress on those items. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the way I think about it, too. I think I think the title is irrelevant to me. Like, in the tweet, he said, I, I'm going to be more involved with Tesla, right? And that, that, to me, sounds like, okay, I don't care what your title is. Great. Yeah. So, what, what I would love for Elon to be more involved with Tesla with is like I want him to work on the things that he wants to work on and to me that's based on his feedback is technology yep. and none of the admin shit 
and none of the stuff that he's weak at. Like maybe like um, uh, relationship building with uh, suppliers. I don't know. Like what, whatever. Like the yeah. CEO stuff that he doesn't like to do. The the administrative stuff. Um, if that means no more CEO, but then another role, how is that not a great thing? You know what I'm saying? Is like I feel like you put your best engineer. You know, I would argue that if there's one thing Elon is a phenomenal at, like the top tier is engineering, mm-hmm. have him do the thing he wants to do and then just uh, build a company so that it maximizes his capabilities. And then ultimately that he's the happiest, right? That he's super yeah. happy. Oh, my God. Hold on a second. How did I run out of space? Anyway, this is recording. So I guess our faces. Hold on. That's so lame. I need bigger storage. Okay, I guess we're here anyway. Oh, perfect. So we ran out of, we're not ran, ran out of storage at the perfect time. Okay. Um, all right, so our faces are missing. <laughs> but we're still here. So I'm going to park the car. And then, Okay, so I haven't driven. I haven't the driven at all. The whole time. So what, how'd you think it did? It did great. Yeah? So is, is, uh, is, is, is it happening? Do you think full self-driving is happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe my storage is full. That's so lame. It's because I was recording at 4K. Oh, That's why I have a, I have the smallest battery one. Anyway, the the audio's from here anyway, so it was just our faces will be gone for a little while. Okay, um, we're gonna sign off. We're gonna find some parking in uh, beautiful Austin, Texas here, and then we're gonna get going. And we'll see you on the next one, everybody. Sorry that the battery ran out or the storage ran out on the phone. I apparently am not smart enough to buy a phone with more storage, so maybe for the next one. All right. Bye, everybody.